Hello, family and friends. The title of today's message is, Do You Have Any Shortcomings? Let's pray. Father, we come today ready, hungry to receive from your word. Father, teach us through your word how to be more like you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, folks, we're going to talk today about this topic. Do you have any shortcomings? My friends, that should sound like a really silly question for most of us, unless we suffer with a pride challenge. Of course, we all have shortcomings, right? We don't want to camp in that area of our thought life as we are called to press forward in our walk with the Lord. But we are called to grow in our love walk each and every day. And our shortcomings should be less and less each month and year, but we still all have shortcomings. Let's talk today about one of the key things we need to do because we do have shortcomings. And let's start today in James chapter 5, verses 17 and 18 in the Amplified Bible. 17, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, with the same physical, mental, and spiritual limitations and shortcomings. And he prayed intensely for it not to rain, and it did not rain on the earth for three years and six months. Folks, Elijah was a human just like you and I, with the same physical, mental, and spiritual limitations and shortcomings. But he prayed intensely, and God answered his prayers. We don't have to be perfect to have our prayers answered, but we do have to have faith, as the Bible teaches us that without faith, it's impossible to please God. Now let's go to verse 18. Then he prayed again, and the sky gave rain, and the land produced its crop as usual. My friends, notice Elijah, with his shortcomings, didn't just pray one time. He prayed again. That is the way it should be for you and I. Not a prayer like, hello, God, it's me. I talked to you last month. Remember me? Well, I'm just checking in to see how things are going. No, no. We should have a consistent prayer life, not just at meals, but spending time in our prayer closets with some private time with God. Reminds me of that Christian movie, The War Room. Now that lady knew how to pray. Let's talk about someone else with some shortcomings. 2 Samuel chapter 11 in the Amplified. Bathsheba, David's great sin. Verse 1, then it happened in the spring at the time when kings go out to battle that David sent Joab and his servants with him and all the fighting men of Israel, and they destroyed the Ammonites and besieged Rabbah, but David remained in Jerusalem. One evening David got up from his couch and was walking on the flat roof of the king's palace, and from there he saw a woman bathing, and she was very beautiful in appearance. 3. David sent word and inquired about the woman. Someone said, is this not Bathsheba, the daughter of Iliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? Verse 4, David sent messengers and took her, and when she came to him, he lay with her, and when she was purified from her uncleanliness, she returned to her house. My friends, this was a very serious shortcoming for King David. 5, the woman conceived and she sent word and told David, I am pregnant. Sixth, and David sent word to Joab, saying, Send me Uriah the Hittite. So Joab sent Uriah to David. Seven, 
When Uriah came to him, David asked him how Joab was, how the people were doing, and how the war was progressing. Eighth, and David said to Uriah, Go down to your house and wash your feet. Spend time at home. Uriah left the king's palace, and a gift from the king was sent out after him. Nine, but Uriah slept at the entrance of the king's palace with all the servants of his lord and did not go down to his house. Tell when they told David Uriah did not go down to his house, David said to Uriah, Have you not just come from a long journey? Why did you not go to your house? Eleven, Uriah said to David, The ark in Israel and Judah are staying in huts, temporary shelters, and my lord Joab and the servants of my lord are camping in the open field. Should I go to my house to eat and drink and lie with my wife? By your life and the life of your souls, I will not do this thing. Twelve, then David said to Uriah, Stay here today as well and tomorrow, and I will let you leave. So Uriah remained in Jerusalem that day and next. Thirteen, now David called him to dinner, and he ate and drank with him, so that he made Uriah drunk. In the evening he went out to lie on his bed with the servants of his lord, and still did not go down to his house. Fourteen, in the morning David wrote a letter to Joab and sent it with Uriah. Fifteen, he wrote in the letter, Put Uriah in the front line of the heaviest fighting and leave him so that he may be struck down and die. My friends, think about that. That's the problem with making poor decisions that typically they follow with another poor decision and another poor decision. And David obviously had a shortcoming in this situation. 16, so it happened that as Joab was besieging the city, he assigned Uriah to the place where he knew the enemy's valiant men were positioned. 17, and the men of the city came out and fought against Joab, and some of the people among the servants of David fell. Uriah the Hittite also died. 18, then Joab sent word and informed David of all the events of the war. 19, and he commanded the messenger, when you have finished reporting all the events of the war to the king. 20, then if the king becomes angry and he says to you, why did you go so near to the city to fight? Did you not know they would shoot arrows from the walls? 21, who killed Abimelech, the son of Jerusalem, Gideon? Was it not a woman who threw an upper millstone on him from the walls so that he died at Thebes? Why did you go near the wall? Then you shall say, your servant Uriah the Hittite is also dead. 20, so the messenger left, he came and told David everything that Joab had sent to him to report. 23, the messenger said to David, the men indeed prevailed against us and came out against us in the field, but we were on them and pushed them as far as the entrance of the city gate. 24, then the archers shot at your servants from the wall. Some of the king's servants are dead, and your servant Uriah the Hittite is also dead. 25, then David said to the messenger, Tell Joab this, Do not let this thing disturb you, for the sword devours one side as well as the other. Strengthen your battle against the city and overthrow it, and so encourage Joab. 26. When Uriah's wife Bathsheba heard that her husband Uriah was dead, she mourned for her husband. 27. And when the time of mourning was past, David sent word and had her brought to his house, and she became his wife and bore him a son. But the thing that David had done with Bathsheba was evil in the sight of the Lord. My friends, what David did was evil in the sight of the Lord. Anything we do that sin is evil in the sight of the Lord. 
Any shortcoming we have is not a positive for our Lord. Now let's go to 1 Samuel 13, 14 in the Amplified. But now your kingdom shall not endure. The Lord has sought out for himself a man, David, after his own heart. And the Lord had appointed him as leader and ruler over his people because you have not kept obeyed what the Lord commanded you. My friends, God considered David as a man after his own heart, but yet he had a serious shortcoming with Bathsheba and what events followed after that to try to cover it up. But see, we all have shortcomings, and just like David, we have to choose to move forward, and God's mercies are new every single day. We have to press on even with our shortcomings. Now let's close today in Psalm 55, 16, and 17 in the New King James. 16, as for me, I will call upon God, and the Lord shall save me. 17, evening and morning and at noon I will pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. Folks, David had his shortcomings, but he had a heart for God, and he prayed three times a day. We can't let the devil beat us up about our shortcomings. On the other hand, we should not just accept our shortcomings lightly. We should be working to live a life of purity and grow with God. Our prayer life is a vital part of our walk with God, whether our shortcomings are large or small. Let's pray. Father, we know we all have shortcomings, and you call us to go from glory to glory, Father, because we can live a holy life, more holy as the days progress, we become closer and closer to you and walk with you. We choose to live a life that glorifies you. Thank you that your mercies are new every day for our shortcomings, Father, and we choose to press forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, folks, you can contact us at celebratejesusministry at gmail.com or by phone at 812-449-8147. We love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary, and he's coming back soon.